Hello, everyone. I'm Brennan Marcello, sitting across from Michael Nislik. This is the Auburn Undercover Podcast, presented by WeHaveDonuts.com. Uh, Michael, shocking, breaking news. Uh, Tuesday morning, completely out of nowhere. Um, boy, and something that could shake the foundation of college basketball and college sports as a whole going forward. Yeah, this forward isn't just Auburn. Years. There's a lot of people waking up. To... So Chuck Person, Auburn's associate head coach for basketball under Bruce Pearl, uh, arrested and was charged with what? Six felonies? Six counts. Six counts involving bribery and fraud. Yes. Um, all involving him receiving payments uh, to help steer uh, potential uh, future NBA draft picks, including two players, uh, to an agent of some sort or a financial advisor, however you want to uh, label that person. And uh, certainly in the 32-page complaint that was filed, uh, damning evidence, video evidence, audio evidence, wiretaps to his phone, screenshots of his text messages sent to one of the cooperating witnesses, or the only one, I guess. Michael, tell us what you know about what's happening and what this could mean for not just Chuck Person, but for Auburn basketball. This is a very dark day in college basketball athletics, and it could turn out to be a very dark day and future for for Bruce Pearl and his Auburn basketball program. It's hard to know where to start. I mean, I guess it was nobody knew about it because this was a sealed federal indictment this was a joint massive joint undertaking by the u.s attorney's office and fbi into uh money uh into college athletics being steered to programs for for services um louisville is ensnared in this and they are in a different tenet of it uh dealing with um the shoe pro the shoe companies adidas was named uh six figure uh money going to one of their athletes uh, st- allegedly, 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 and then Auburn's tenant of it is Ch- uh, Chuck Person, who was arrested in the early hours of Tuesday morning or late Monday night. I guess uh, I guess it was wrapped up by five a.m. West Coast when they had all the arrests uh, from a FBI source because he spent the day calling FBI field offices, which he didn't really. Oh, so you expect. did get that. So it was before seven a.m. Central time. Yeah, that, that everything was, was wrapped. Every, everybody was wrapped up. They so kind at the of very latest, effort. he was and, arrested uh, at seven a.m. Yeah, so. Um, so that's what he woke up to, and we're not sure where he's being held right now. We haven't been able to confirm that. But he received $91,000-plus uh, uh, in bribes um, for allegedly steering uh, a pair of student-athletes, identified their, their information has been redacted in this 32-page complaint. Um, player one is referred to, and player two, and mother one and mother two. Uh, the families were also involved. The complaint does specifically say no money for player one was given to player one. It was all directed towards the mother, but he was in on some of the phone conversations. Right. And like you said, this isn't hearsay. This isn't, I mean, in the, in the complaint, this is direct. They, they had him under surveillance for a lot of these meetings, video surveillance. They had a, a, a meeting of him that took place at an Auburn restaurant that was undisclosed under video and audio surveillance. They had his phone wiretap. You don't get to the wiretap till page 20. And that's yeah. un- unbelievable. Right. Um, and, you know, it's kind of hard to kind of all take it in. But bottom line is. I kept, I, when I was reading it, my, I had, my head kept shaking like, oh, my goodness. 
it's amazing how well, much information is And I think the here. kind of skipping over a key part is that the person he was dealing with was an FBI uh, a witness, a turned <laughs> witness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, so he was basically uh, right. playing. They were The FBI was instructing the person how to work him and, and giving him and how giving much him cash money. to give yeah. and what to do and, uh, and, and things. And so um, it's, it's spelled out. And they call him a cooperating witness. Sorry. And so this cooperating witness, uh, I mean, it's 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 shocking. Just the spe- the specificity of it all, uh, the scheme, um, and this uh, person from Birmingham, this Rashawn Michelle, is a co-defendant. Yeah. Now tell tell us a little bit about him because he's got ties to Chuck Person previous yeah. to all of this, of course, and to a bunch of pro athletes. Yeah, he's a suit maker uh, that deals with like a high-end kind of wares for athletes. And he's based in Atlanta now, right? Yeah, he's based in Atlanta. I think he has a storefront or online website, at least he had. Um, there's been a lot of stuff online about him. And so um, he, he used to be a referee too. And right? he's kind of the middleman, I guess, in all of this. Yeah. And he set the uh, the witness, the cooperating witness, up with Chuck Person uh, because allegedly Chuck Person was in need of money. And the whole thing kind of fall, uh, started with um, sort of being a loan program, he'd work off this loan by funneling athletes um, uh, to the uh, a witness who was a financial advisor who had been previously, I guess, arrested and charged with uh, fraud fraud charges uh, through the SEC, not the basketball organizations, the Security Exchange Exchange Commission. Um, and so Chuck Person didn't Google this guy's name because I guess this all was all publicly available information. It's even listed in the complaint of. All Chuck Person had to do is it listen and they're like, why didn't he look up this guy? Because he could have easily seen this guy was right. already already a, had a been arrested. Figure. And so yeah. what happened there would probably be a question of like, how did you get no penalty? But it kind of shows you. I mean, listen, assuming here, but obviously Chuck didn't care enough because he wanted the money. He could have been in trouble. Yeah. I mean, you know, financially, um, according to the complaint, he was he was hurting for cash. And so, um, so this person, um, and so he was steering athletes. It wasn't an agent. It was this financial advisor that, uh, Chuck person was alleged to have steered these athletes to. And this financial advisor, um, was no good at what he was doing. No. Uh, Chuck was lying to the student athletes as well, allegedly saying he had his money with them. Charles Barkley had his money with them. Um, and trying to, and, and, you know, uh, using those relationships, um, and obviously, um, the part for the season that's kind of up in the air is these athletes. Now, uh, they're not identified in the complaint. Um, we have not used a name on our stories. And we're, and not, we're not going to jump to conclusions. We're not going to use. And, I, and I'm going to tell you, some outlets it's, have. It's dangerous. And we're not doing that because if we do that and it's incorrect, one, ethically, I'm not. we're not allowing that on our site. No, absolutely. Two, uh, that person can get in trouble. Uh, but either way, you don't want to paint with the wrong. Look, there's what twelve scholarship players on this right. team or whatever. You can't get that wrong. And you can't uh, thirteen or whatever it is. But um, you can't paint a, bro- a broad stroke. I mean, not no. everyone's guilty. Not everyone has done anything wrong. And you don't want to paint. The- I mean, a kid could be tarnished. And there's names out there right now. Mm-hmm. And maybe they're correct. But what if they're not? What if that person's now has to? De- I mean, it's it's terrible. And you know, we talked. We have an article up now. Um, talk to an expert. Uh, who works with the Drake Group. It's an advocacy group uh, for uh, integrity and athletics. Uh, And, you know, he still thinks, you know, these students and these families got money. But look, if you're a student and your coach or your future coach is telling you, somebody you trust, your parents are telling you to do these things, these are still victims in all this too. It's a terrible situation. 
but back to the kind of the complaint um i'd recommend kind of reading it because uh it's yeah it's dense it's i mean it's it lays it out and you kind of think my gosh how's chuck person gonna get out of this because there's really lines it out chronologically like yeah, like you're reading a, it's an a easy book. to digest kind of yeah. case um and you like you said there's text messages in there of saying am i gonna get five i thought it was ten and that's like yeah, yeah and then like, uh, a reporter in louisville who where louisville's really getting hit with this really big right now uh got a hold of the indictment themselves and included in there was screenshots uh, from the, I believe the cooperating witness. That's in the complaint as well. Uh, is it? Yeah, I, just I didn't the one see text message. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, um, but he but misidentified the this actual screenshot of it. Yeah. It is. Oh, okay. All right. So that yeah. Okay. So the screenshot of it there clearly from Chuck Person on the cell phone talking about receiving five. Hey, what about what was I supposed to get ten? I thought it was ten. I guess said, five will do. He's like, well, with five, a got halo five. emoji. Yeah. Thanks. Jeez. Um, My goodness. So the government clearly is on its case, and now it's kind of what the fallout will be, I suppose, because it's going to keep on coming here. Um, Jay Jacobs is now putting out a statement, uh, at least today. <laughs> That's the end of the day, Tuesday night. But we were told he is not, at this point, going to say anything additional. The university put out a general statement saying they were saddened, shocked, angry. Um, the NCA put a statement saying they were deeply disturbed by all the charges brought today because, like we said, 10 people... Uh, were charged and um, included in this probe, um, but nothing uh, specific from Bruce Pearl, nothing specific from the basketball program. Uh, and the only thing we do know is we were scheduled to have a press conference tomorrow with him to open the season. Supposed to have and, lunch with and him. lunch with him, but that was been canceled. Practice as we uh, as of today, as of uh, this hour, which is about 10, 10 o'clock on Tuesday. Practice is still scheduled for Friday. Uh, to, that's the official start of the season for Auburn, and that's uh, right as of right now. That's still going to be the case. Um, and it's then we. Do, other than that, I'm not sure. Uh, it's all there's a lot of questions basically. Right now. Well, I think the next questions for Auburn is one: how f- much further does the university and the athletics department go this week, and whether they determine to make these players ineligible immediately and declare them so and have let the NCAA know to kind of be a, a preeminent uh, preeminent, but a, a, a kind of attack on itself before the NCAA can come in and go, Hey, you know, we found this and this and this, what are you going to do about it? It's up to Auburn ultimately, not the NCAA, right. whether to suspend players, then based on whether you do that and the NCAA's findings, that's when you can get in deep trouble. Obviously the NCAA was caught off guard by this too. We so have, they've got a lot of digging in of their own to do at all of these programs. And it, sound, and it sounds like this is going to be much, much bigger as the months go ahead. As these, Well, as they have a tip hotline now. Tip for hotline. And also these defendants, including Chuck Person, they're facing sentences up to 200 years. Yeah. Chuck Person is facing 80. 80. You don't think these guys are going to chirp like birds and and out other coaches out there to try and save some some prison time possibly we put in calls the nca we put in calls the uh, sec the conference not the security exchange commission this time um to kind of find out what their role is all this uh what steps are taken after something like this happens because this is uncharted waters this isn't the key is this isn't an ncaa investigation and the ncaa is included in those that didn't know about this uh this was they caught off them off guard they caught the individual programs off guard um, for Auburn, they can decide what to do with the student athletes. Obviously, they're not going to be able to the two athletes if they're both of them are on the team. The a one we've kind of t- me and Brandon have talked about. The second one, 
in the uh, in the complaint, the player one is identified as a current player. Um, it says he is on the on the team. Is that the one in which they refer to the year and a half? Yes. Okay. And then player two. People can make their assumptions yes. on that, but we're not going to. Player two is doesn't have that kind of specific. They talk about meetings, talk about timing, but don't necessarily reference specific sort of uh, university activities. So we don't know if he's on the team currently. Um, that remains to be seen. Um, but if they're both on the team or either or either of them are, the university has to decide, Jay Jacobs and or Bruce Pearl, um, whether to sit them out for practice. Because I guess the NCAA allows athletes under investigation to practice. They can't compete in games, but they can practice. And so they'll have that decision probably coming up here in the next 48 hours. They have to decide what to do because um, practice starts Friday. That'll um, ultimately, I mean, that'll ultimately be up to compliance. They will do whatever compliance tells them. Yeah. Um, um, and listen, uh, as we said, everybody's coming. But I mean, they could, if compliance says they can practice, but Bruce could say, I don't want them to practice, or Jay could say, don't sure. let them practice. So, um, But I'll, I'll say this right now. I mean, I don't see how a lot of things can change between now and Friday. That's true. Because more information could come out. I think the key thing here is that, one, the investigations are ongoing, is what, the, what they said today. Yes. Um, there's no telling what else was said during those meetings. Whether Bruce Pearl's implicated in those meetings and his name is mentioned, right, or any other assistant coaches, we don't know that because the full conversations were not released. And them right. saying it's an ongoing investigation, and, and obviously they have video and audio of all these conversations. You know that they didn't just sit there and go, "You got the money, I got the money, okay, bye." You know that's not everything that was uh, discussed, certainly. Um, well, and then you know you talk about money. And to see in print the idea that Chuck Person was getting handed envelopes, you know, you talk about this, you kind of, that's kind of the, the <laughs> general picture of recruiting malpractice, somebody getting handed an envelope. This talks about him being handed envelopes of cash of $5,000. Yeah, I mean. Um, to hear that, see that spelled out, isn't that just sort of like. Yeah, but. I mean. Yeah, it's, I mean, what else are they going to do? Though they were electronically transferring, They were I also, because he wanted more one time, so they let him yeah. transfer 5000 more. Um, uh, uh, allegedly. Allegedly, it's. Uh, That's why, but it's cool. According to the everything's according to this complaint, this thirty-two page uh, complaint, which right. we'd recur. When the feds get involved with anything, and you get arrested by them, yes, you're almost dead to rights. I was looking up statistics. Okay, they don't play around. They don't play around that stuff. Miss, they they yeah. they get a judgment of some sort. Back in 2012, 93 percent success rate, conviction rate. That includes plea deals and all kinds of stuff. Right. I did see one. A year or two ago, I couldn't confirm it, but it was much higher than that, near the 99% range. Um, because they don't charge cases they can't win. I mean, they, they're right. very careful about what the they charge. The feds are very right, careful about that in. stuff. Ever since the uh, the early 70s, all the way up until the 90s, they really, really started focusing more on let, let's get things that we know we can prosecute and get a judgment. Uh, and this investigation goes back to September. I mean, the investigation goes back multiple years, but this into Chuck Person goes into September 2016. So they were surveilling him and monitoring different things for uh, a full year. So this wasn't, let's get one conversation and, and we got it. This was a sustained effort um, to get as much evidence as they could, and they got... Uh, what uh, was everything. the last date mentioned, the the early, the, the latest date mentioned uh, about the Chuck Burson thing? Because I wonder about that, because obviously the feds wanted to make a splash with this across the country and also say that we have an ongoing uh, you know, discussions and investigation. We're opening up this hotline. 
and I wonder when they say ongoing investigation, if there is a date so late in that, and here we are in September, a year later after they started looking into Chuck Person, that maybe there is more to come uh, in the coming weeks and, and months as far as Chuck Person's involved. They had a date in here around uh, August 31st, 2017. So there you go. Um, but that was more about uh, his co-defendant um, and not him. Um, but that So was... less than a month ago, they were still updating this, this complaint. complaint. Yes, yes, yes. So I, I, I think that tells you just... I mean, they could have kept doing this for another year, maybe, because they mentioned a player for a year and a half yeah. in there. So, oh, like extorting money? Or that's what I'm saying. Money. Yeah, this yeah, could yeah, have continued yeah, yeah, to continue. Yeah. They could have built a stronger case, and they decided, let's go with this. What we've got? They had, they had enough. They had enough. Yeah. Um, uh, an incredible, uh, sad day for the basketball program, Mike, because. Uh, I mean, you're talking about a program everybody, and including Bruce Pearl, Bruce Pearl says this is the NCAA tournament team going this year. That's our expectation. And if they pull away two of the best players, if that is the case here, obviously you would be trying to steer players who are going to be playing the NBA, as they were saying in the in the complaint. Right. You remove one or two players from that equation for Auburn. This is not an NCAA tournament team. It's probably not a postseason team. It's back to looking like it has been the last few years. Well, it's a question of how do you keep a locker room together like that? You got players that it's going to be contentious, I'd imagine, in there. It's going to be um, people looking, younger guys thinking, what do I, what do, I got to look out for myself? Do I stay? Do I go? Uh, if they're looking at a kind of ongoing thing, do you want to deal with that? I mean, especially if you're young and you got some time, you can make a decision. Mm -hmm. um, you've got that part of it. you got the other part where this program has been down for a very long time and the expectations were high. How do you recalibrate that if you're going to be playing walk-ons, substantial minutes? Um, and you've got the ongoing nature of it all. It's going to be a whole season-long thing. It'll um, be talked about on every broadcast. Every time they lose, every time they win. Uh, you know, it's... It's not going to go away, um, and you feel bad for the kids that haven't done anything wrong. Yeah, um, you know it's just well, even be... the the kids that were apparently not aware that this was going on. Yeah, with their parents. Well, player one was involved. I don't know about player two specific, but player. But what one I'm was, saying yeah, is that yeah. here and at other schools, yeah, this stuff happens, and you don't know, and they the kids don't know, or they you know plead ignorance, but for the most part, these kids don't know, and the parents try to protect them, and they or whatever. Um, and it, it, it's it's sad. It's disgusting to see coaches who are making hundreds of thousands of dollars feed off of kids to make money off them to steer them to some damn agent to to possibly not ruin, even an agent a financial advisor to possibly ruin the kid's career who was indicted in himself. College. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, listen, these kids are in college. One, they want to get the NBA, obviously, but also. They freaking want to win championships. They're having fun in college. Everybody remembers when they're in college. They're having fun. These guys are big men on campus. They're having fun. And you got this going on behind the scenes, allegedly, with Chuck Person going, oh, yeah, I need more money. Are you kidding me? And with him and him being an Auburn alum, adds sort of a... And a it's a, one of a, your own turning against a you. A revered player in Auburn history. He won't be any longer if he gets a... No, absolutely not. But I'm saying it adds sort of that other element that what was it? Why not ask for a raise? Or why not be honest? Like if you're in financial trouble... Because um, greed it, can, it, it, greed I mean, can just, never be fed. It's sad. I mean, it's a it's a completely... And then to drag 
Charles Barkley's name through the mud to drive. drive. Yeah, that's another thing that's, that really bothers uh, me. We put in requests for that him as well through some uh, some of the to TNT and everything and try to see because he'll have has to have something to say. He was mentioned. Charles Barkley, who has no no connection to this, was no. mentioned at the U.S. District Attorney's press conference this morning as an example of how Chuck Person was deceiving these yeah. young kids. That's the he's getting a statue in two months. Yep, in front of the arena that they might have to knock down to build what a. Crops? What are they picking? Peas, pea field. Because so yeah, the Charles Barkley says you're gonna go in front of the pea fields. So um, do you think he's? What is he gonna have to say about this? Well, uh, listen, they he, were teammates. They're they teammates. Were they love each other. Yeah, and it's. But like, I guarantee. I mean, Chuck's not. That, he's honest. He, uh, he's not gonna. Charles, I say, Charles, is the type of guy that you screw him over his school over. He, I couldn't. He I, gets very. When angry. I was watching that press conference this afternoon, all that when they started talking about Charles, about Charles Barkley, I could not. I'm think, sure he was I'm furious. Like, what was he thinking in that moment? Because I mean, caught. You know, you have the surprise element, and then to be on top of that, you're one of your friends, your former teammates, the guy that's trying to lead this program that you played for, that you want to see get to the promised land again, and to uh, you know to the tournament, um, to have your name associated with that. That's, I mean, the ultimate insult for somebody that you've yeah. been with close with for twenty plus years. And I mean, this this has turned into what should have been a memorable season for good reasons to what's going to be a memorable season. I mean, this for could be terrible the reasons. Dawning of a very uh, dark, long period. and arg- arduous rebuild. I mean, they had Listen. to do that five years ago, but this is could be. They could be even a worse. It's a, this could, is this program has been in the dump since two thousand two. But this is worse now. Wouldn't you? Could That's you think, what I'm picture, Envision it being and worse now. Than it, it could was? be worse. You have an eighty plus million dollar new arena, newer arena. It's been there for seven years now. They're upgrading the locker rooms, doing all this stuff to try and make them competitive in the recruiting circuit. And now this happens. And if, of course, we still have to see what's going to be handed down from the NCAA or Auburn, for that matter, and deciding what to do with these kids and the coaches and Bruce Pearl's future, Jay Jacobs' future, which we'll get to here in a minute. Uh, if they, if the two best, let's say the two best players can't play this season, they're not making a tournament. Auburn's going to be hurt tremendously on the recruiting trail. Well, that's the thing. It does, nothing else has to happen for the recruit. The negative recruiting that's going to go on. Look, Auburn was only good because they were paying players. Why would you go there? Yep. They're going to be under increase. They're going to be under so much scrutiny for, now going forward. How you know? It's like you talk about negative recruiting. This complaint you hand them the thirty-two page complaint. Well, no one's going to read that, but <laughs> no. But I know. I know exactly what you're saying. Listen, I'll say this right now. I can't imagine being an Auburn fan today and seeing this crap and going, are you freaking kidding me? After everything they've been through, showing up to all these games last three years, believing in Bruce Pearl and the staff and Chuck Person to, to this. And he's, and he was allegedly doing this by the way, when he was coaching one of the worst defenses in the country and had no answer to fix it. Chuck Person. And you do this to your program. It's sickening. If I'm an Auburn fan, I I am disowning that man immediately. So many people that were close to Chuck Person can't believe that this happened. But I'll tell you this. College athletics is dirty as hell. We're about to see a seismic change in college sports. It's going to happen in the next five, ten years. It might take a little bit because I'll tell you what. the, The demolition has just started. There will be more buildings falling around college campuses. Well, and I mean, that, th- these these athletic programs across the country are about to get hammered 
by the FBI and the NCAA. I'm sure the NCAA is just sitting there licking their chops because well, now but, they don't have to do any work. But the difference is, and we this was in the story I did with uh, Dr. Uh, Dave Ridpath, uh, I appreciate him talking to us, is that with the FBI involved... They have. They can compel people to testify. They can get wiretaps. They can surveil people. It's as simple the as NCAA, subpoena power. The NCA can't do any of that, and so uh, he questioned the NCA desire to do any of it. In addition to that, but at the same time, if these tips, ha- what what if ten more of these tips they get to this tip line proved to be true, and they are subpoenaing people? I mean, you can, where does it stop, right? I mean, you could get it doesn't stop anywhere. You know, it just keeps rolling, and uh, the NCA is going to have to. Figure something out. Well, and this is where, then in the long run, it's this: the NCAA has to answer for this too. Yeah, because you're supposed to be overseeing this, right? Yeah. And the FBI is going to come knocking. It might be a couple years down the road and go. Well, they've already. What are knocked. you doing? Did you hear the FBI? The FBI representative at that right. press conference says we have your playbook now. Yeah. So that means they're not done. Right. That means that uh, they know what's going on, and the NCAA is going to have to change the way things are managed. They're going to have to, I mean, listen, basketball is such a money-driven uh, sport anyway with the NCAA tournament and the deals they've cut with with Turner Broadcasting and CBS. Uh, it's billions of dollars. And they're making it off these kids. And then you got the these coaches taking bribe money, making more, more money off the kids. They're already making hundreds of thousands of dollars. Forget that, but they want more money. Scum. It's scum, dude. It well, pisses me off. The U.S. attorney didn't mince words. He called these guys coyotes that they circled, circled blue on my chip, yeah. chip prospects like coyotes, and he was. Uh, it's they were disgusting. Very specific. And uh, you know, I, I encourage you to read the complaint. I know it's long, but it's very detailed. And it's just disgusting. If you're if you're on the fence and say, "Man, I believe in Chuck Person," and uh, even you if he didn't what do al- these things, you should see what he's alleged to have done. The stuff that's alleged for him and other coaches. It's incredible. Like said, we it's, all know. We've heard. We've all heard stories. Yeah. You hear these all this stuff. But as reporters, we don't have that great power to go in and intimidate like the no, FBI no, no. or to go. Well, we can cut this down for you in prison time if you help us with this. By the way, here's ten thousand dollars to get to this guy, so we can can we we're not going to do that. Reporters can't do that. NCAA can't do that. But the feds can, and so when the feds get involved, if the feds wanted to get involved within college athletics, go to football and all this other stuff across the country, they would tear the whole system apart if they wanted to really put their time and effort into it. They would tear it apart. I think they took the first step to do that. That's the first step, and I'm sure the NCAA and schools, these member schools, are shaking in their boots. The days of making all this freaking money and record revenues every year, you know, I've been mentioning this for the last two years. When's a bubble going to pop? It just popped, I think. It certainly is going to be a change. I mean, TV deals are starting to go down because ESPN's losing subscribers. Yeah. You got this going on. You mean to tell me things aren't about to change drastically? Players will well, be players will be paid within the next five years. On that note, so you got with the, the from the team aspect, you got the Chuck Persons has been suspended imme- effective immediately. We got the status of the two players. Uh, going forward but in a larger picture yes jay jacobs in a bubble <laughs> and this is the only problem this is something that came up and was a legitimate surprise to everybody because it was sealed indictment maybe you say okay yeah um there are bad eggs and you know i've talked to people and said you know not everybody in college athletics is 
is cheating. Uh, but there are bad eggs, and maybe sometimes those happen and get through your cracks. They get through the cracks. Knowing all the stuff that's going on at Auburn, with the Title IX investigation of the softball department, softball team, and all the allegations that have gone along with that, and football team struggling, which is very much secondary to all this. But how does the how do you survive that as an athletic director? Because even if you didn't, and I and I and we talked to people today, even if he didn't know, it's his job to know these things. But in both instances, um, okay, how do you survive this? Okay, when it comes to this now, Chuck Person, Jay Jacobs wanted Chuck Person on the staff, Bruce Pearl staff. Yeah, I don't believe Bruce I wasn't Pearl here was, when he was hired. You were, you were here. Yeah, yes, okay. I don't believe Bruce Pearl was completely sold on Chuck Person being hired. Okay, when he was first here, that's a big one. Deal. He did that's not have his deal. college degree yet. Mm. Okay, requirement. The coach college basketball at Auburn mm-hmm. didn't have his degree yet. They worked something out to where he would take classes, right, right, and he got his degree. But he was very shaky on that. Every time you ask him about it, it was, hey, you know, just talking around it. Chuck never struck me as a guy that was always telling the truth. Mm-hmm. Whenever I spoke to him, he was a guy that I would never go to as a source or anything right. ever. I didn't trust the guy. I'll say it right now. I didn't trust him from the beginning. The night Bruce Pearl was introduced as head coach. Chuck Person was there hanging around, hanging in the background, right? For everybody to see. Place is cleared out. He's standing in a hallway, kind of waiting for Bruce to walk through, whatever. I go up to him, introduce myself. Hey, it's nice to meet you. You know, rumors out there that you might be trying to get on staff here. Can you talk to me on and off the record? And he was just like, I don't know. I'm not going to talk to you and all this stuff. I'm like, okay, all right, that's your thing. Uh, asked him for his phone number. No, I'm not giving you my phone. I'm like, all right. Um, maybe because he had several phones at the time. But uh, And then Kevin Skarbinski, who worked for Yale.com at that point, was friends with him and said, hey, he'll talk to you now if you want to. I convinced him. And I just straight up said, and it hurt my reporting, I said, tell him I don't want to talk to him. He didn't want to talk to me earlier. Right. I don't want to talk to him. I already have what I want right? because I know that he's interested in the job already. I'll report that. But I'm not going to talk to him and have him BS, at, BS me. He's always been like that. So what I'm saying is this. Bruce Pearl had to be convinced to hire him. He liked, after the fact, having him on staff. Right. He really likes him. But he had to be convinced to hire him. And Jay Jacobs was part of that. So Jay Jacobs takes some responsibility for this, in my opinion. There are trustee members on the board that are very upset with this. That is only fueling their fire further. Fans are pissed off. Well, how that. could you not be upset? I mean, this is an FBI investigation. I mean, it's just. But when board like, trustee members are now going. They're finally. It's it's the. I'm, t- I'm telling you. If Jay Jacobs survives the end of this year, I'll be shocked. And if he does, the man is the greatest escape artist ever. And I won't. And I will not rule out the possibility that he gets through this because he's done it before in 2012. Well, then, he was on the chopping block in 2012 and survived. I think the disappointing thing is, is you have a new university. And Jay Jacobs is a good guy. We've talked about this, yeah. And, but um, this stuff that's going on under his watch. It's not in an... If you are a student athlete's parents, how the hell are you sitting back going, this is okay? It's not isolated, and it's some of the worst stuff that you can have happen on a program. Coaches yeah. are sexually harassed, allegedly sexually harassing students, uh, student athletes, um, you know, taking bribes uh, to steer them illegally to uh, corrupt financial Yeah, it's not, that's the thing. It's not just paying players, parents, and families or yeah. whatever. It's you're taking money 
and the most of it. Yeah. So you can steer someone one way or the other. It's um, disgusting. But it, I guess what's disappointing in one sense is that allegedly you, you have a new university president, and this isn't a new. This hasn't been a new day for Auburn, and the tra- lack of transparency um, and things that are going on in this department um, does not speak to a university or athletic department that is is learning lessons or that seems to be saying, hey, we need the opposite to do the opposite now that we've seen what pushing things under the rug or trying to hide things can do. Which is a softball. This is the kind of culture that they've generated here now. And the whole family culture and what goes on here stays here. And it's dangerous now to the point where Multiple programs are now, <laughs> I mean, facing huge, huge, huge problems. And um, I just don't see how the answer is to be more secretive and to keep the same athletic director and to approach things the same way. Uh, today, I mean, look, I know legally what they what they, they can't say a lot of things. Right. But at the same time, to do one statement and to just say, look, this three-sentence statement <coughs> is going to suffice and we're not going to do anything else and to say we'll just kind of go to the I don't door. think they're done. No, but it's just it's just seems they every this is how they handled softball. I agree. Now listen. We're going to get two more statements very... tomorrow. This is how that's how softball <laughs> Well, works. I don't I don't think they'll be recorrect uh, you know changing But, but you get my point, direction. right? It's like it's it's a I similar understand, approach. Yeah. And it's just But I do think do I do think the president's office handled it the way they should have handled it. Every other university pretty much did the same thing. I believe the Oklahoma State coach was suspended with pay, hmm. um, uh, but Auburn suspended him without pay. He's going to get fired. I mean, there's no doubt yeah, about it's, that. It's more of a technicality. It's just a technicality, yeah, yeah. and that's why they've hired a, a, so a, an a Lightfoot Franklin yeah. White to perform an internal review, so then they can have more legal reasons, more legal backing on their own end to fire him, which they will do, uh, I'm sure, sooner than later. But also, uh, I think that what you're going to see is you're going to see the president probably taking more charge of this than what you saw in the softball investigation. And the reason why I say that is because it might be a little thing. Maybe I'm, I'm making too much of it, but Jay Jacobs saying, here's our statement from today. Like and almost in case you missed it, here's Stephen Leith giving a statement, no statement from the athletics director, Jay Jacobs and what's going on in his department mm-hmm. with his basketball program that he's overseeing. Nothing. It comes from the president. And then also the statement was very strong. The word angry was used in that. I have not seen an Auburn president ever use that in a I statement. I put that in the headline because I thought that was the, the I thought that was the keyword of the whole thing. I've, I talked to that was uh, yeah. something different. It's it stood out like a sort of glaring red. I talked to someone today at, who's no, known Auburn for a long time. They said they have never seen a statement that strong that quick. Yeah. On something. And Stephen Leith's been on the job for a few months. And first impressions are everything. And your athletics director is overseeing a department in which you got this allegedly going on with basketball. And then also what's going on with softball and the way they handled softball, where they were. I don't even want to get into it. Uh, the way they handle that whole softball thing just is outrageous to me. And now this with basketball, you know, football steers the ship a lot at Auburn. 
if you have a bad losing season, all of a sudden the athletics director's in, in trouble. That's what was going on with Jay Jacobs in 2012. Yeah. You can't during, you know, solely uh, judge an AD based on football at Auburn. It's a football school. We know that. But by God, these other sports matter and the way they're being handled. And if these sports are being handled this way with the staff members and they've helped push them in that direction to be hired, what's going on with football? Fans have to be sitting back going, what's going on with football? What's going on with women's basketball? What's going on with volleyball? What's going on with, you know, baseball? What's next? That's what Auburn fans are sitting sitting there thinking about all the time now. You got all this going on. They're sitting there going, now what's next? What's going on? I mean, when I got that phone call uh, this morning about it, and it was all I heard was Chuck Person and the FBI, I just went, here we go again. Something's up. I mean, the FBI was involved with Auburn basketball. uh, What was it, five years ago? With point-shaving scandal with Verez Ward. I mean, when's this crap stop? And the bad thing for Auburn basketball is, I don't see them recovering from this. I don't know either. And then now you got to talk. You got to talk about the future of Bruce Pearl because Bruce Pearl, under NCAA rule, is responsible for the way his assistant coaches conduct themselves. Yeah. Okay. And Bruce Pearl obviously is under heavy scrutiny from the NCAA already from his three-year show cause after he lied to the NCAA during an investigation while at Tennessee. He was hired at Auburn while he was still under a show cause penalty. The first university to ever do that. Then he comes to Auburn. He's got to run a clean program. And now your top assistant coach, the guy you promoted to associate head coach, is allegedly doing this stuff. That's not a good look for him. And I wonder if he can survive this. And it's hard to say, why wouldn't you just start over at this point? Uh, It's just so you don't have any sort of... um, Shadow message to the NCAA that and you don't have a shadow hanging over your head for the rest of the, but I have no, I have no way of predicting what's going to happen because I, I, I'm done trying to predict what's going to happen. And a lot more could come up. I mean, you have no idea. I mean, you know, it was a sealed federal indictment that came out today. I mean, Mm -hmm. and now there's a lot of dominoes to fall and, you know, a lot of dominoes. They're invested, you know, and they said, not just at, not at Auburn. They said the the investigations aren't going, they're still interviewing witnesses. They said at the press conference, they're still interviewing witnesses and things like that. So, um, like I said, I don't, I, I mean, to me with Jay and the athletic department, we're just with the, and I guess that's why you kind of have to hold the new president and this administration and department to a higher standard just because of the recent, I mean, this is not Louisville where things happened three years ago and five years ago, and they're kind of being held to a higher standard as well. This is a department that's had multiple scandals in the last like three months with the softball thing. And so you kind of say like, look, where is this, the president kind of putting himself out there a little bit, not just putting out a statement, you know, kind of trying to get on, I don't know, take some questions, uh, talk to the media and say, look, I can't talk about the investigation, but I can a damn sure say we demand better. This is this has got to stop. And whether it's cleaning house or, or, you know, we'll look at everything. We'll look at all. the. Why can't you say that? We'll look at all. We have to we have to well, put everything on the I table. I do think you got give them some time to say that if they don't say that in the next month. Softball happened a month ago and it hasn't happened. Well, and that seemed bad enough to me to demand that sort of thing. Then you've got Jay Jacobs up there introducing the new softball coach. And they, hell, there's still no answer whether he was or wasn't offered an extension and how that happened. Yeah, Jay Jacobs walked Um, out on the media when we were asking him questions about the past. He said, I don't want to talk about the past. Well, guess what? If you don't learn from your mistakes, you're going to repeat them. 
and the and, guy will not answer our questions. You know, I think that's uh, there. Are a He's lot. got certain friends in the media that won't ask him tough questions, but by God, fans deserve the truth, and they deserve it now more than ever, and they're not getting it. And this comes after Auburn just announced having sold out their season tickets. And that's the other thing. A time, well, not time, not timing's everything, but I mean. Goodness no. gracious, you announced season tickets 72 sold out. hours before the season's officially supposed to start for you. Twenty Less than 24 hours almost after you've announced the tickets have sold out. Uh, the timing is ironic, I guess is what I think yeah. you want to say. And, and uh, for the uh, fourth straight year under Bruce Pearl. Yeah. And they've made a big deal about that every year because it is Bruce Pearl selling them tickets. Bruce Pearl's once bringing the butts in the seats. And the promise he represents. And the promise he yeah. represents those previous three years. And now everybody expects an NCAA tournament team. And, I, and I'm afraid to say, folks. You're not going to get it this year. It just doesn't look like it. But singles game tickets go on sale Thursday. <laughs> That's mean. I know it is. I'm sorry, Auburn fans. I really am. I feel for you. I, I, I couldn't imagine. Like, you had little kids and everything. really excited. Like, I get to finally see an Auburn team go to the NCAA tournament. You're, not, you're not, probably not going to see it this year. Unless there's some drastic thing that Auburn lawyers are somehow able to pull out of their hat. Uh this is almost as bad as it can get. It really is for a program, in my opinion. Well, and there's still some murkiness if, if like those players, some of them may have committed crimes themselves, and so they would have to be oh yeah, wow. uh, witnesses. And, and it's like, what's next? Who knows? But, I mean, it's not going to be good. No. Uh, let's talk football. How did football go? I missed, uh, I missed yeah, football. Yeah, you weren't there for football. Uh we may never talk to coordinators again, so there you go. That's lost in all this. Yeah, we might never, we may never speak to Kevin Steele or Chip Lindsey again unless they are forced to do so at a college football playoff or a New Year's Six Bowl. Because by the Football Writers Association and the Bowl Association, they're required to speak there, or they go to the SEC Championship game where the locker rooms open. Otherwise, fans, I would not be very confident in getting to hear from Chip Lindsey break things down after a game or Kevin Steele, the defensive coordinator for that matter. Gus Malzahn says it was their decision to not speak to the media, and he, quote, respects that. Um, I've heard differently um, that uh, it was Gus's decision to not let them speak. Uh, I spoke to Gus Malzahn outside um, about the future, and he said it could be a week-to-week thing. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll see. He says, but I wouldn't read too much into it. Whenever someone says, I wouldn't read too much into it, I start reading too much into it. Um, That's like the, don't say that. Either way, just don't say that. Also, whenever someone says, well, honestly, so you were lying to me beforehand? (laughs) Whenever someone says that. uh, Or having said that. And having said that, um, I I don't know. We might get them at some point this season, but I don't think we're going to get them every week like we used to. You were less fired up about this than I was a couple days ago after Sunday. We didn't get him. Well, you want to know why I was less fired up about it? I'm going to tell you the damn truth. I'm here. We go. I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired of this crap. Me Unless, too. Listen, the media doesn't matter to Auburn quite uh-huh. a bit, and that, listen, I can understand that from a certain standpoint because the media landscape has changed. They can give out their own message. So if I was them, I'd probably be doing some of the same things. But it's so damn inconsistent. You know, you might get this guy this day, maybe this day, or whatever. I mean, we have a job to do. We are the medium between the fans, and the athletics department and the things we cover. And so when we go into a week planning out our budgets, we call them budgets, our stories for the coming week or story ideas we have, it is almost damn near impossible to do so when we don't know what we're doing day to day. We all rushed back from Missouri. A lot of us drove back from Columbia to Kansas City to St. Louis. I, listen, we're, we're complaining. Yes. You know, no sleep. 
could get on an airplane, no sleep, land in Atlanta, drive from Atlanta back to Auburn so we could hurry up and make it back to speak to the coordinators. We get here, no coordinators. Uh, after an hour and a half wait, after they told us uh, that we were right, that's the other thing. We had to wait even longer. And but it, it's it, not, here's the thing: it's not a complaint about. But the, that's our job. That's our job. That's our job. That's not the complaint. But the, but yeah. the complaint is, is that it would be great for the fans. Every Sunday night, a lot of fans sit there and go, "I'm ready to watch Kevin Steele speak, or I'm ready to watch Chip Lindsay speak. I want to hear about the game and what they thought after watching film." And you're you just doesn't sound like you're going to get that anymore. You're going to get Gus Malzahn. Uh, on a Tuesday and then on well, the SEC teleconferences on Wednesdays where we've gotten to the point where we barely ask him any questions because he does not answer anything. Well, and you're getting to the point where Auburn fans uh, are, have one of the most restricted programs in the country in terms of I, We feel, listen, I've been doing, I've been here, this is my fifth season. Every season, Gus Malzahn's been here as head coach. I, I, I'm done beating my head against the wall. Um, I'm worn out but, by it. But to be that, uh, yeah, because you know you got Alabama. Look, it's not unheard of to not allow coordinators. That's not right. Impressive. Alabama does. Alabama it, and other... Georgia does it. But yeah. what those two schools do is allow access to practice uh, during the season. Um, they allow access to more players. We can't request interview. We can request interview with players. Uh, they'll be routinely denied. I haven't done so in about three years because, because nothing routine... ever, nothing's ever because they're routinely denied or yes. delayed and then eventually forgotten about. Um, the players we do request, we are not allowed to talk to them after games or during the week. They just bring out whoever they want. Um, so now you're talking about getting Gus. And look, Gus is contractually obligated to speak the times he does. He's not doing that for us. They've sold sponsorships. It's in his contract. They, it's in his contracts, and they've sold sponsorships to everything he's do. Every time he talks, there's a sponsorship involved to all that. Yeah. The Tuesday afternoon ones, the Wednesday uh Wednesday's mandated by the conference, but Thursday Tiger Talk is a, a you know which is interesting about Tiger program. Talk because it used to be he's on there the entire hour, now he's on there for about twenty thirty minutes, and then after the games he's contractually obligated by I think the conference or whoever mandates that. But um, to have one of this most restricted programs, the problem that I see is like you're that insecure and like in your program that you the court you can't let the coordinators talk. Control freak. How many wins is that going to get this team? Nothing. It's just embarrassing, and I think I think it's silly, and I think that's the the, the bottom line. Um, Coach, listen, all right, and to do it after a win against Missouri, it just seems very strange. <laughs> listen, I mean, um, uh, it makes no sense. The timing of it. I mean, can what is the timing of that? Uh, I'm done trying to predict what Gus Malzahn. But does that did that make sense? Because you can no. see it after a tough loss. Look, the coordinator didn't want because right. that would be convincing. Why would the coordinators want to talk after Clemson or after Clemson last then, year? Then or, they did talk after Clemson. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they actually but, did. Um, you know, but that's what I'm saying. It's like when they, you have an embarrassing loss and you're frustrated. I can understand being impassion, you know, passionate and saying, "Look, I don't want to sit there and talk to well, you know some angry um, people that are going to yell when, at me." When moves like this are made, based off my past experiences with Gus Malzahn. Dan Mullen at Mississippi State when I covered him, Bobby Petrino, Houston Nutt. When things like this happen, whether it's a small shift, it's usually because of mixed messages coming from the people that are speaking and that they are not necessarily saying something that's lining up with what the coach wants out there. That's possible. So that's possible that's going on. It's also possible Gus isn't getting a lot of credit right now for beating Mizzou. A lot of heap, praise being heaped on Chip Lindsay. Powerhouse that's Mizzou. I'm just telling you. Um, Gus Malzahn's been used his entire life to being praised by people. Yeah. And now people are turning against him. He did get a slight bump in our Auburn approval rating this week on AuburnUndercover.com from the fans. But, uh, I mean, long way to go. They play Mississippi State this week. It'll be interesting. 
I know everything sounds so negative on this podcast, but it's just amazing how uh, uh, just incoherent things are in Auburn right now with the yeah. athletics department. And you've got to, you know, look, I was around uh, in Ann Arbor um, kind of helping out in some Michigan coverage at the end of Brady Hoke's uh, career. And mm-hmm. when it went down, uh, look, they didn't make anybody available, and it was Brady Hoke and that was it, and yeah. it was ugly. And you yeah. kind of expect that, it, you know, in 2015 it got kind of ugly here uh, where things were kind of canceled at the last minute and no players, we're not getting coordinated. You know, it's like yep. um, – so you kind of expect that uh, – but at this point in the season, when you're three and one, and you're trying to, and you're, you're and number you're, thirteen in the polls, and you're selling the idea that we're back, and he said we're that, back, and he said that, yeah. and uh, look, it's just disingenuous. I don't, I don't, I, I don't no, understand just, it. But here's the thing: like I said, I'm done trying. And to look, understand. and maybe this is all for not. Maybe next week they come out, and it's no, very possible. So that's why coaches we'll, are hot and cold. We talked about this, and I'll, we'll reveal a little bit. We were we'll talking about what to ask Gus, and you know, pressing him on this issue, and it's like, well, we'll see. Because if it's a season-long thing, yeah. I think it's an issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 To, to, to be clear on that, we were discussing, Mike and I, do we ask us, Malzahn, at the press conference Tuesday, why are you not allowing us coordinators to speak? As the editor, I saw high and mighty. As the editor, I decided, let's not do that. Let's talk to him off the record, outside, just go, hey. Because maybe there's a What's going on with this? Is there maybe, a simple yeah. explanation? Yeah. Did we piss someone off or sometimes that did, can happen they, somebody could say something or, or one yeah. of them sick and you just decided if no. one can't go both won't go and let's do fair. this you know because we didn't know but another reporter and and frankly listen it should have been asked probably oh, it's fair we were just way, talking, it's, yeah, a fair yeah, question. it's a fair question and no, and gus just said they didn't want to talk and i respect that and then we i went outside for further clarification as did the other reporters and we're like so is, it, is this going to happen all season? He's like, I, I, I don't think so. It could be a, it could be a week-to-week thing. Maybe you'll speak to me more. Maybe I'll speak an extra day. But it certainly sounds like he has no intention of letting those uh, coordinators speak uh, uh, every week, it sounds but, like to me. And, and if they have a change of heart next week or there's next more, or Kevin Steele gets up there and says, look, I didn't want to talk to you and guys. And that's the other thing. Fine. Kevin Steele is like that sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes he, he doesn't want to talk to yeah. us. And that's fine. He that's has that fine. decision to make. But at least we, we want explanation. So does the fans. Why? Why? Because why? fans will go, hey, when's Kevin Steele speaking? And you go, well, he's not speaking tonight. And look, well, why? Well, we don't have an answer. Part of Kevin Steele's contract is a hefty part, has obligations to the media and yeah. um that's part of it. Look, it's not what we're I mean, look, they're contractually obligated. Well, to you're contractually things. obligated to write stories. So take the next week off. Don't write any stories. You're yeah, good. Thank you. <laughs> we'll keep paying it. you. Um, that'd be nice. Uh, but listen, the world is changing in college athletics and uh, it's changing. It'll be, it'll be oof, man. Uh, so, uh, but football wise, one, one day coaches might need the media again, maybe, or the next coach, um, football wise, what'd you learn? Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, this is actual news. I can't believe I mean, an hour into the podcast. Yeah, we'll no, get to the I'm football. Sorry. news. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. Uh, Cameron Petway is a go this week. Uh, we actually reported that on the board before a press conference in the middle of all this basketball stuff. I got word from a source. Maybe they felt comfortable telling me because nobody was going to listen. No listen. <laughs> but I got confirmation that running back is cleared in the woods. Do yeah, they yeah, exactly. I got word this morning that Petway was uh, practicing and likely is going to play, and that Cam Martin did hurt his ankle um, against Mizzou. Don't know the significance of it, but Gus Malzahn did say. He thinks he's fine. So do you think they're going to try to tape one running back together out of the three? Well, I asked him that. I'm writing a story about this. Um, 
they haven't had Cameron Pelway and Carrion Johnson at 100% health since they entered the Mississippi State game last year. Mm-hmm. They're playing Mississippi State this week. And Gus Malzahn was actually kind of open about it. I was like, I mean, does it just frustrate you? You haven't been able to have that? And he, he pretty much he's like, yeah, I mean, it seems like every week we're trying to do this or that. And it's got to be frustrating. And it's also got to be frustrating because I can understand as a coach, you're not wanting to say specifically, hey, this running back is out. So that now this these coaches know that you only have to focus on this one running back and his running style and what we do with him. So I understand why they're pretty like, uh, what do we say about these running backs? But it does sound like, I mean, Carrion Johnson spoke to us today. So it sounds like he's going to be a go. Uh, so And Trey Williams spoke to us the other night, so I expect him to be a go at linebacker. And it sounds like Cameron Petway is going to be ready to go. So um, Gus said that maybe they'll be close to 100% this week, maybe as close as they've been since that Mississippi State game last season. But it does sound like Petway and Johnson will be ready to go. They think Martin will be ready, but, you know, ankles are fun- funny. Anything lower extremities, just weird. Um, for a football player, obviously, just weird. Just, just weird. It's weird. It's weird thing. Those legs are so weird. so weird. But I, I, you know, anything can happen in practice. You know, you just, I mean, Josh Holsey tore his freaking ACL in a non-contact drill on a Thursday walkthrough. I mean, you just never know. Um, yeah, Marlon Davidson this preseason right. fell down and fell the, down awkwardly, and he thought he was done. So it's, it's you just, never know. It's, you it never could know. be nothing. Yeah, uh, and the non-contact injuries are usually the worst. Yeah, because it's something popping. So um, running backs, anything else? Uh, that's about it. Um, if I recall, and, and to be quite honest, when the press conference was going on, a lot of people in that room were trying to keep their eyes on the press conference happening in New York. The U.S. District Attorney. Yeah, talking I know, about I know one reporter behind us, a columnist, was watching it and asking questions. He has some pretty good questions too while he was listening to it. And then afterward, I was like, "So what happened?" He goes, "Ooh, it went forty-one minutes or whatever." It's like forty-one minutes. Were we really in here that long? But he was telling telling us all like what happened and everything, and how they mentioned Barkley's name and all this stuff. But uh, just a crazy day. Uh, youngsters, if you're out there and you want to become a sports writer, love what you do because days like this are draining. And I'll tell you what, covering a big-time program like Auburn, which seemingly has something going on weird, like a lower body injury, uh, every week, it's crazy. My first spring here, like two weeks on the job, that whole Selena Roberts stories broke. But not every athletics story. department is this no. is this much. It's uh, I don't know what it is. Maybe we're like, maybe this is like a weird island. Well, so Sean White and Byron Cowart left the football. Gosh, program. that feels like fifteen years ago. That feels like th- that ago. was last week, and this week Auburn basketball left the campus. So who leaves next week? Maybe reporters. <laughs> I don't know. Well, well, what, listen. I know it sounds like we're bitching and moaning and complaining. No, I'm not really. It's just we, we want to explain to you guys what's going on behind the scenes with some stuff. Um, and I did get pretty charged up about the Chuck Person news and the Cincinnati news because I'll tell you what, nothing's more sickening to me than people making money off kids uh, in a way in which uh, you're selling them. It is a way of well, – it, you know, it's like modern-day human trafficking. And, you know, when you see the – families and the parents too doing stuff like that uh that's it's just damn sad that's hard to kind of put yourself i mean it's hard to picture it's hard to it's hard to stomach like you said and and listen we know tough. some families are in dire situations financially you know and it makes it tough but god it all starts with the coaches your coach is supposed to protect the kids right supposed to have their best interests yeah 
And on top of it, but then you steal them to a guy that's been indicted and is not a very good. I mean, is clearly a bad dude, and it's just sort of the middleman, the financial, the cooperating witness. It's, it's like an episode of Law and Order on this complaint. I mean, it lays. Oh, it out. this might be an episode of like a marathon of Law uh, and Order. Yeah, you'd see if, if Law and Order still existed, this would be ripped from the headlines, no yes. question, hundred um, percent. Okay. Um, Good God. All right. Let's go to listener questions. I got it right that time. I didn't say viewer questions. Viewer questions. <laughs> listener questions. How's Woody Barrett doing? Remember, <laughs> remember those days? Remember the good old Woody Barrett oh, days? Oh, man. Jeez. Sunday. You have to laugh to get through the pain, everybody. I hope you're doing that, uh, Auburn fans, because goodness gracious. I know well, I think they lo- Woody Barrett seemed lost pretty bad all the weekend, too. So that was sad. I didn't keep up with what's going on with him. But he's on your mind, so obviously... Just stop it. All right. (laughs) What's their questions? This one comes from Fred Felcher. Uh, How many yards and points would the 2010 Auburn team put up on 2017 Missouri? Uh, 60. They'd they'd pull... I don't know. They'd pull the starters before the end of the third quarter, just like this team did. They would do whatever they want. I mean, this Missouri... That Missouri team... This Missouri team's freaking awful. All right. Jackson Hart... Um, asks, be straight. Be straight. Um, how many years does this set back Auburn basketball? Is there even a number? Uh, I, 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 yeah. All right. Hypothetically, Bruce Pearl stays, right? Mm-hmm. I think it sets him back three years. Bruce Pearl gets fired for some reason as a result of this. At the very least, five years. I think longer for both. Because I, I don't know who you hire. Who is coming to Auburn? Because you kind of look at it and you say, look, okay, so the let's say you lose the two players. So you, the one, well, it's not good news, but look, they didn't have any open scholarship. They had one open scholarship. They were filling it with EJ Montgomery as of right now. So say you keep him, you have to field two. You're trying to make up ground on a class that you have already given up on, basically. So you got to take what you can get. Um, 2019 is a loaded class. Yes. But how in the world are you going to have an advantage about getting these top tier guys? Um, I think you're going to really struggle. So you've been talking about kind of losing a grip on two classes in a row. Um, that's a, that's a big deal. Um, and then especially considering you're going to lose your top two talents. Uh, you know, and what if one of them would have stayed, or what if one, one of them uh, would have given you a couple of years? So, um, it's going to be hard. And what if you lose somebody? If somebody looks at what's going on, uh, there's all those other factors to it. And I, I don't think you're going to come out unscathed on that. Um, to be honest, uh, just with how every you know, uh, it's just hard with basketball. Basketball is a lot different than football. Yeah, but you can also change a program with one class. It's going to be tough for them, though. That's why I'm, yeah, I know, but. The 2019 knows? class might be the class to do it. They'd have to strike gold, but man, what if they did? Then, you, think, well, you know, it's like you get three five stars, and then. Bruce has been building toward this year since he got here, and now it's it might be blown up. So. I think you're looking at least, like you said, five years uh, at a minimum on both, and then potentially longer if you change a coach. Uh, Cody D, speaking of which, um, Cody D asks, any way to keep Bruce Pearl? If not, who would you see as potential replacements? I, I don't know about potential replacements, man. I'm sorry. But uh, if Bruce Pearl is implicated anyway, if Chuck Person mentions his name, 
if Chuck Person chirps like a bird for some reason about Bruce Pearl doing something yeah. or more people on his staff doing things, uh, yeah, he could be fired. Technically, as I said, Bruce Pearl is responsible for the actions of his assistant coaches. But And whether it's right but, or not, he does have a history which puts him at a disadvantage. That puts him at a disadvantage already. But I'll say this. I think this is an important point. But it doesn't matter what the FBI says. It matters what the NCAA says and the schools cooperating. They did not, like, name schools. These were more like individuals acting on them. Well, in the press conference, they said the schools were not the target. It wasn't the the school, so. Maybe that's, this thing's going to be so complicated going forward. Who knows? But if I was Bruce Pearl, I'd be very worried right now. Uh, as any of these coaches should be. Um, we'll see. We'll see. And potential replacements. I've, <laughs> you will not get a coach the caliber of Bruce Pearl, I don't think, if it all comes down like that. I, I just don't see how. But who knows? And you could be dealing with the f- idea that Louisville could lose its coach. Uh, there could be more dominoes to fall. So, it could, you know, in, yeah. and, in college basketball, the, once those things start shaking up, everything kind of – and at this point in the season, you'd probably be looking at wait until next year. And I don't know what you'd do if you had to lose Bruce Pearl now with your associate coach down. Who's the interim coach? And that could be Stephen Pearl. Wow. Dexter Thompson asks, who will get the most carries at running back Saturday? I'm going to say Cameron Petway. I'm going to say Kerryon Johnson. I think they're going to try and rest carry on a little bit. I think they'll play Cameron more. So they're going to do the musical chairs where they yes. go one, and then they're just never going to be healthy. I told you that. I said they're going to. It's just going to keep going. Who knows, man? It's going to be like ping pong. It's it's it's, an, it's unbelievable. But they had uh, to get those carries against Missouri because that was the good. That was the game that day. Grateful Cowboy asks, "Will Auburn clean house and fire Jay Jacobs, Bruce Pearl, and the staff?" fit on this a little bit already uh i think the person that would have the most to be worried about right now is jay jacobs considering everything that's happening in the athletics department uh under his watch but i think it's certainly possible that everything gets go- you know you say let's start over i mean that that uh that'd be tough for the uh, athletics department to try and like fill a athletics director job basketball head coaching job that that's a lot of stuff, and we don't know what's going to happen with football season this year. But I'm saying it's pop. I mean, you can't rule it out Whew. based on what is. I mean, look, it's an FBI investigation that has wiretaps and surveillance video, and you don't know exactly what's on it. So, burner phones, people, burner phones. Have you not learned anything from the wire? All right. Well, I think that's going to do it. We went over an hour uh, in a very passionate podcast. That didn't sound correct. It was- Passionate. Uh, thanks for listening. I'm I'm sorry if you're an Auburn basketball fan. I don't know what else to say. That's bad. And um, Auburn Mississippi State football. I do think that'll be a very good game. It seemingly has been back and forth since Gus Malzahn's been offensive coordinator um, and head coach. So I would expect this one to be one where you maybe can't really predict, even though I'm thinking Auburn's going to win it. Um, so anyway. That's going to do it for the Auburn Undercover Podcast presented by WeHaveDonuts.com. Um, they sell donuts. That's good. I mean, what, what else can you add there? Uh, for, Ma- for Michael Nislick, I'm Brenda Marcello. 
Go to auburnundercover.com for full coverage on everything we just talked about, plus any more developments, as I'm sure they will be happening over the coming hours, days, weeks, months, years, eternity. It'll go forever. Thank <laughs> you.